I realized like every day, though the storm was raging inside of me, I was still showing up very deliberately for what I wanted to encourage, right? I wasn't totally becoming the fear and anxiety. There was a part of me that was still showing up no matter what, regardless, every day, like a loyal <laughs> servant. Hello, magical friends, Jema. It is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And this podcast will really nurture that creative spirit within you simply by the way the guest speaks. I mean, she is a poet and just has very beautiful, expansive nuggets of wisdom to share and that come through her. And she's mostly known for her meditations, I believe, on Insight Timer. And there's something about the way she articulates her perspective of reality that really grounds you, but also opens your heart, tunes you in, you feel your spirit, it's beautiful. And of course, I infused some of her meditations in this timeless episode. And I believe this is also one of the most beloved episodes from the archive. And it's with who you saw in the title, Sarah Blondin, and I would love to have Sarah again on sometime, but for now, might as well just upload, re-upload this timeless episode that I know will touch your soul in some way, shape, or form like it did mine. A conversation I never forget. It left a lasting imprint for this long, for four years. Also, I mean, you might as well listen to part two if you find this to be so delicious and you just want some more. Part two will be linked in the show notes or you can scroll back to February 21st, 2019. And the episode is called Remember Your Worth, Surrender, and Get Drunk on the Beauty of Life. So yeah, if you've been listening to Euromagic this long and you remember when this episode came out. I have a feeling this is one of the episodes that made an imprint on you as well. And also, if you've been listening this long, I mean, I love you, all in caps, and also I'm just thankful for you and everyone listening. Also in the show notes, along with part two, will be the sponsor special offers. So thank you so much for also supporting them as that simultaneously supports the show. And anyway, with all that said, I believe it is time to let the magic begin with Sarah London. This week on Live Awake, I know. I know the dark calls to you sometimes, but you turn your face from the light. I know you walk down roads you know you shouldn't, walk into places your heart is gently urging you not to. I know you see your habits and long to change them. I know you are tired of your worn-out ways of being, tired of reliving patterns and choosing painful choices. I know you feel hollow at times, like life is escaping you, dancing in front of you but out of your reach somehow. I know it hurts to live in the disconnect between what you are currently experiencing and what you know exists outside of you, beautifully, without effort. I know how much it hurts to live there, 
in the divide between what you feel you are and what you wish you could be. I know you have tasted the sun on your skin and inhaled with complete trust and that you too at times find it hard to move without knowing what's next. That at times life feels paralyzing. I'm so happy to be here with you. Breezy like raves about you all the time. So breezy. Oh, breezy. Breezy. I can't remember exactly how the conversation went or how it was brought up that she knew you, but I just remember <laughs> I was we were in London. I was sitting at a cafe with Bree. Ah, uh, yes, in London. Bree Melanson. If I decided to put this in the podcast, I might as well say Bree Melanson, <laughs> who has been on the podcast. You just popped in our minds, into our minds. And when she told me that you were one of her best friends, my jaw dropped. My heart was like swollen because I was literally listening to you moments before one of your meditations. Oh, that's so funny. It's a small world. Small world. So in sync. So tiny. So in sync. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. Where do you live, Raquel? You live in Vancouver? No, I live in Park City, Utah now. I just moved here, back here. Two weeks ago from Hawaii. And how are you adjusting? <laughs> you and Brie are best friends. <laughs> you, you guys talk the same. It's so great. I know. We have a problem. No, it's the best. And we just were together, so now we're probably exactly the same. Oh, it's so beautiful. I love it. Um, but I'm, I'm ad- adjusting is the proper word for it, indeed. Yeah. I mm-hmm. When I came here during the holidays, I landed and I was like, whoa, this is home. And then I went to Hawaii and I was like, Utah's home. And I came here and I'm like, whoa, there's a lot of snow and it's really cold. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, man. I'm in that too, but I really love the snow now. I secretly am obsessed because it makes me like stop being so Twitter-pated, you know? Twitter-pated. I love that word. It stops me from being like, ah! like when it's sunny out, like I'm kind of like, I got to go and drink the Absolutely. world. But in the winter, I'm kind of like, I get to like allow myself to shut down. 100%. I feel like I can actually sit and focus and be with me or yeah, whatever right? I'm doing for your own magic. Whereas when it's sunny, I like want to be outside. Yeah. It's impossible. Hawaii's like, come, come. Oh, come well, out. I don't know because it was rainy a lot. And so that was actually a great excuse for oh. me to get some writing done. Oh, that's nice too. It was. Okay, so are we started already? Yeah, I love to just start. Okay. I'm like, you know what? Okay, I, you just riff. I do. Okay. I just I just do it because people love to also hear, you know, our beginning conversation. Because I accidentally, I think, put that in once and people really liked it. Aww. So I'm just like, like you guys recording. are just real people. <laughs> exactly. Well, by the way, we're going to be talking a lot about nature and where you're at and writing and all the things because I'm actually testing the waters right now. I'm dividing my conversations into kind of like chapters where I'm like, this is Sarah's Ooh. soul chapter as if we're convo oh, that's and cool. like a book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Good evolution. But I really just first, I ha- I can't express enough. I cannot express enough, Sarah, like how thankful I am for 
the mind and the creative soul and just beautiful being that you are. Like you have no idea. I don't even know if Brie has been able to express to you how much your voice has gifted me so much healing last year. And still it's a part of my alignment practice today. Like I woke up and I put you in my ears and you really (laughs) shifted my morning today because it was chaotic. So thank you. You're so welcome. It's always so humbling and bizarre to hear because it's just like my internal world and you think you're so normal and then someone's like you're helping me live and you're like what uh uh, yeah for sure thanks yeah you are though it's so I'm so happy to hear that thank you you're changing a lot of lives if the listeners don't know you already well (laughs) there wait for your world to be shifted person listening you might cry no. <laughs> you might. Fair warning, bring some tissues. Oh, it's so sweet. Some people are like, why do I cry? I cry. I don't know why I cried. And I'm like, oh, it's good, baby. Like everybody is so afraid to cry sometimes. It's so funny. Well, and because your soul is finally being heard. Yeah, exactly. You give me permission to sit in pain for a bit, mm-hmm. but know that it's all okay and that it's always going to be okay. Yeah, right? Exactly. Good. Yay. Okay. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. so first, I'm curious, what excites you or lights you up, your soul up in this moment in your life right now? Oh, I'm kind of at a crossroads, I think, right now, Yeah. <laughs> um, where I have kind of been shifting out of, um, I've been working heavily on my book and creative endeavors and getting courses out and working on some daily insights for Insight Timer. And I feel like I've come to a point where everything's saying, stop. <laughs> Wow. So um, I'm kind of transitioning now. So if you would have asked me like a few weeks ago, it would be my book, my creative work uh, is what lights me up and gives me my sustenance. But right now I feel like I'm shifting into wanting to go into that empty kind of fertile ground of uh, just real presence yeah. with my children and with the environment and with nature. So I feel like I'm doing a little shift at the moment. So I haven't quite gotten to, you know, that place, that kind of uncomfortable limbo where you're shifting into, and and you're probably experiencing that right now, going from Hawaii to Utah. It's like there's a shift that needs to take place in the body. So it takes a little time. And in that place, there's nothing there. So right now, I don't feel particularly lit. (laughs) So... I think I'm in that in-between space, but mostly nature, my family, children, writing is always the same thing. Wow. Thank you for being so honest about that. Mm. And that does sound like that would be, that would feel overwhelming. That would feel like a lot because I mean, there are lots of people that love listening and excited for your courses and a lot of people listening to you on Insight and people excited for your book and, you know, Mm -hmm. you have publishers that are expecting it and that's got to be very overwhelming. So how do you stay true and grounded with you with all the noise going on? Um, That is definitely uh, my learning curve right now. Um, And I'm kind of looking to all these people that create all the time and perpetually. And I'm like, how do you, I've always worked in rhythms and cycles and I know that if I want to write good poetry or if I want to write a good piece, there has to be space for me to start feeling again. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So if I'm always creating, yeah. So if I'm always writing, I'm always pumping something out. I actually forget that vital tuition, you know, that, that feeling place. And what, in order to feel that you have, you need nothing, <laughs> you need absolutely nothing. You need total space. So I'm always in wonder and awe at these people that are churning out material. You know, I'm like, how are you doing this? So for me right now, I have no idea. <laughs> like I am literally just learning because I've never worked under someone, a publisher or anything like that. So this is all very new for me. Yeah, I'm with you mm -hmm. too. I'm one of those people I feel like I need the space of being in the moment right now. Like you said, mm -hmm. you recognize like I just moved from Hawaii to Park City to be with my family. And it does feel mm -hmm. a little... I feel a little unsteady for sure because I am living with my brother just until I find a place and mm -hmm. there's not that space. And so that creative mo – like those creative moments are so scarce it feels like just because my totally. mind is convincing me that I'm not in the right place right now. And it's very, very unsettling. It's uneasy. I don't like – I know <laughs> because all of us wants to reach and know and feel comfortable and all of us wants to like – you know, and we have these voices that say we're procrastinating and we should be doing this. But really, I think sometimes we just need to drop everything. Yes. You know, it's yeah. funny. I wonder if people, when they picture you, they're like, oh, she lives in British Columbia in the middle of nowhere. And like, she must always be inspired by whatever nature sends her. And yet, like creating these stories that I, no. mean, I might be projecting. Yeah. I don't know. But... <laughs> But you are, you're human and you're going through the chaos with mm -hmm. the rest of us. I know, totally. And that's it's an important exactly thing to learn. Like you can't just create this narrative for people. I'm kind of no. reminding myself of this right now too. And I love it. Right? Exactly. I always think that I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just in the, you can remove yourself from the city and the hub and the buzz and there will be. A moment where it is far more quiet, but you get right back into your own universe of busyness yeah. somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I'd also love to hear about your journey, the how and the why you infused yourself into writing and spirituality and listening to the call of your soul. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know where it begins. Um, when you came out of your mama's womb. When I came out of my mother's womb. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a long podcast. Um, I, for the longest time, for me, I always wanted to make people feel. I felt like that was my purpose. I knew I wanted to make people feel. And for the longest time, I wanted to make people feel through acting. I was an actress for a long time. And I felt most alive when I was tapping into kind of the very deep and raw human emotions and expressing them and then hoping to transmit that feeling onto someone else. So for a long time, that was my thing. And that's what I was chasing. But I found with the kind of a little bit of success I had and a little bit of momentum I got around that um, after I would finish filming or the day was done and we were wrapped, I always felt this kind of lingering uh not that wasn't enough or that doesn't mm. feel like it could sustain me there was always this voice that said you know deeper more different um 
but finding the other different thing was a very painful experience. So I spent most of my days in Vancouver feeling kind of, you know, the morning highs like we do, like I got coffee, it's a new day, I got this. And then the, by the yes. afternoon, I was on the floor crying saying, what, how, show me. me. And feeling really, <laughs> right, right, you do. Yeah. It's like, can we all tell each other that we cry on the floor sometimes? Right. Yes, please. So I do. Everyone <laughs> yeah, good, great. We do. Okay. So I spent a lot of time crying on the floor every day. Um, but I always journaled. So I've been uh, Natalie Goldberg. I don't know if you've read any of her stuff. Of but course. Uh, okay, writing good. the bone one. Writing the bone down one. the bones. Yes. Just read all of them. Thunder and lightning. All of them. If you want to explore your writing world, she's the best teacher. Um, but so she kind of taught me uh, as well as, you know, the create what's that one the creative artist way one yeah the artist way yeah or no (laughs) julian cameron whatever (laughs) julian cameron okay let's say that titles are not my forte (laughs) right now um but she started me on the morning pages and then flow writing natalie goldberg taught me so flow writing Mm. is essentially you write for three pages uh without stopping or lifting your pen and you just let the kind of barf of your brain come out on the page So uh, along with lying on the floor and crying, I would be doing daily writing practice and that would kind of bring me into some sort of grounded, okay, I'm okay. Um, But what happened was I got pregnant with my first kid and um, I stopped being able to go into the world, literally. I was living in downtown Gastown in Vancouver and I couldn't look at people, I couldn't talk to people, I became so hypersensitive. And the only time I would feel calm was if I went to the ocean or the forest. So part of me was like, okay, babe, if you want this child to kind of grow in the most peaceful environment, you got to go. And um, it had always been kind of on my husband and I's list to leave the city. But, you know, you don't rush to do these things. Change is never easy. So uh, but the pregnancy kind of forced me into that. And we pretty much picked up and left um, within a month after I just got really uncomfortable there. So we moved into a place called Summerland where tumbleweed was literally rolling down my street. The town would close down on weekends. Like you think of it open, but so there was not, there was maybe one yoga studio and one coffee shop and everything was really quiet and sleepy. And I really had to learn to stay put when I would usually run to escape in, you know, distraction with friends or coffee shop or wine and all of those things. I had to learn to not do that. Um, And that's when, you know, uh, the dark night of the soul, as we all know, kind of took shape. And that was about two years of it. So I was pregnant. I had moved to a new city and I was in complete you know, rehabilitation, so to speak. And um, I started writing fervently because it was the only thing that helped me digest kind of the huge upheaval I was going through. And I had to look at myself in places that I'd never looked at myself or I'd refused to look at myself. And I just had to keep going through this for a very long time. (laughs) And then not only that, I gave birth to a kid. And when you give birth to a child, you too give birth to yourself and a new you and it was a really uh i don't want to paint the picture of beautiful it was excruciating and i don't want people to think it was easy it wasn't 
um, you need support and you need some sort of practices to hold you through that. So that's when my spiritual um, relationship really deepened with myself. Um, but if I hadn't had that kind of nurturing in my mind, my parents, I grew up with parents that kind of encouraged that exploration. Um, but if I hadn't had that, I don't know how people get through so much. Um, but that's where Live Awake came from. So it's like this horrible, excruciating birthing ground um, bore this beautiful art that is helping so many people and I'm so grateful that I endeavored to kind of at least make something out of my agony <laughs> but I was instructed I was guided to do it yes. um, I wrote every day I listened to those calls I cried every day I listened to those calls I made friends with birds and ravens and quail I relearned the rhythms of nature I'd totally forgotten about that um, so all of those things really breathed me back to life and a more stable and loving and able self came forward. So that was my journey. And then I wrote those pieces kind of, they are my journal entries. So every Live Awake podcast is essentially my journal with a little guided meditation at the end. Um, so I had written these pieces out and music has always been something that has literally saved my life. I don't know how many times. Um, so I added my favorite music. I added a guided meditation at the end and they became these little islands. And then I put them out just to um, essentially keep myself sane when you're kind of a mother and creativity saves our lives so many times, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so to be able to keep creating um, really kind of kept me above ground. Uh, I had no intention to reach so many people. It was just something to do to keep myself sane. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, hi, world. And I'm like, oh, so all my shit is out yeah. there now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is so fun. Good. But it really is. <laughs> yes, it is. And I was like, oh, now every time I talk to anyone who's a writer or a creator, I'm like, Okay, you need to just like go to the deepest bowels of you and let that lead because that is literally what we are all starving for. Oh, starving. Starving for starved, your right? truth and what we really are though. <laughs> yeah. And so thank you for nourishing us and giving us some food. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for nourishing me too. <laughs> It's so interesting when we step back from a bird's eye view and just look at our lifeline. Mm -hmm. You were a performer in acting mm -hmm. and you didn't realize that would help lead you to where you're at today. Totally you weird. had this dark night of a soul moment, mm -hmm. which we go, we have in waves and that led you to where you are today. And we don't see it, but mm -hmm. when we have those moments when we're in pain or we have those moments where we think that we're supposed to be this one thing. Mm -hmm. Who knows where it may lead? Exactly. And and that's something I'm really learning this year is, you know, I'm like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm kind of restless with my creativity. And I see every part of me trying to reach out and make something concrete to make me feel better. Like, okay, well, maybe I'll do this and that'll make me feel better. <laughs> and maybe I'll do that. And then that will lead me to that. But I did breath work with Brie. Mm -hmm. um, a few weeks ago and the message I got was stop 
looking for something that's wrong. It was kind of like drop your reaching and just be, you know, finish up what you've agreed to and then just sit in the moment and finish up and sit and finish up and sit. And we have this tendency to always try and reach for the future and reach for a clear horizon of, you know, predetermined steps. But really, we're just supposed to be stopping, listening, stopping, listening, stopping, listening. So I forget that, too, because we're totally not trained to listen at all. <laughs> As you were saying this three times in my mind, I heard, listen, listen, listen. Right? And I was like a poke, like that is something that I need to remember too. It's true. It's like these truths that we know mm -hmm. deep down, but we have to continue to practice to remember them. Totally. It's very interesting. It's part of the experience. We aren't walking enlightened beings, otherwise we would just be gone. Right. You know, we – we have to remember. Yes, this is the point. And when we remember, it's like we're here to learn mastery of our beings. It's like we're like, yeah, I can't wait. Like my four-year-old son was so sweet the other day. He was talking to me. He believes in reincarnation. I have never planted the seed in his mind. But wow. he's like, mom, when you die, he said dying and being born is really hard work. And I'm like, oh, I believe it. But he's like, dying and being born is really hard work. And I asked him, well, what's so hard? And he said, <laughs> well, when you die, um, your mind won't stop. Like your, your mind still keeps going. Your body dies, but your mind keeps going. And I think what he means is, is your consciousness. Yeah, your consciousness. Yeah, so, yeah. And he said, your mind wow. keeps going. And all your mind wants to do is come back to life. Oh, my god! And it is so eager to come back to life that it can't stop thinking about coming back to life. So it's kind of hard to be in that place of just wanting so badly to come back to life. And he's like, but it actually takes a really long time. Anyways, I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> I don't know where you come up with this stuff. But it feels true, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> I have <laughs> major chills. Your son is so wise. Oh, it's they're so, all so wise. We're all so wise. We're all so wise. It's just amazing mm. to see the younger generations becoming even more in tune and bringing mm -hmm. forth more truths that some people, like our older generations, were closed off to till they're reborn. And yeah, exactly. they're going to be even more awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> how has your son inspired your creativity and your writing? Oh, like everything? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, does anybody want a creative kick in the pants? Why don't you just, or a spiritual growth medicine? Make a baby. Make a baby. <laughs> see how you do. <laughs> they are the perfect mirror for all of you. Um, so he's pretty much inspired every, he's like, Hey mom, like, look at all these places. You're unavailable to love. Look at your reactive self. Look at the part of you that will hurt someone. Look at the part of you that wages war. Look at the part of you that cannot live without control over everything. It's like, they are these incredible tools for self-realization. Um, and they really point you in the direction of all these places that you are uh, neglecting to care for. So they kind of are these, if you are willing um, to let them lead you, they are these, these incredible resources for us to look at all our shit um, and try and try and get it out, <laughs> try and massage that out, keep working on that, keep working on that, become this clearer and clearer, you know, being of love. 
there. So he's really inspired everything. So uh, yeah, he's the reason I've written half of my podcasts, you know, when we have to endure accepting change. It was all from motherhood um, and the excruciating place of, you know, relearning to be. <sighs> so he's really, they've really inspired everything. Wow. Mm -hmm. And that in your accepting change meditation, it's interesting. I'm not a mother, but whatever mm -hmm. words you said, because it was from the core of your heart, from your experience, that was something that I could relate mm -hmm. to, just the core of the heart from the experience instead of mm -hmm. the actual experience. And so I felt like you were talking directly to me as if you knew exactly what was going on, mm -hmm. but oh, it's yeah. completely different. But it's so universal. So universal. So universal. Surrender, accepting change. You know, all of these things are so universal. It doesn't matter who, who pointed us in the directions. It's like all of these things we experience, we don't just, we usually just don't identify them. They just kind of happen. Yeah. yeah. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Well, chapter two. Chapter two. You're writing. <laughs> I think this is a good transition to it. Mm -hmm. So I have a simple yet very profound question for you. Mm. Why do you write? If I didn't write, I think I would die. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? I like it. Um, 
Um, amen to that. On the same page. That was a bad time for me to take a sip of my hot cocoa. Um, I don't know what I would do without writing. Things get so crazy in our heads and they are so loud and so tangled and so busy. And if I didn't have a practice where I could say the tangles and lay them out, it would be just a giant part of my language clusterfuck inside of me. So mm. I, it has helped me breathe so many times. And the most beautiful thing about writing is, you know, the voice that you hear uh, in Live Awake? It's like, it's so, so this is what always happens. I write all my shit. And then a really nice voice comes up. <laughs> and I think this is the voice of our heart. I think it's like a universal language. And this is, this is a frequency, it's a current, it's in all of us and it's behind all the noise. So if I write, I can write all the junk. And then once the junk is out of the way, truth comes up and truth says, but look, but look, but look, don't you see how you're learning this here? Don't you see how this can look like this instead? Don't you see how you can hold yourself better like this? And it, so it's literally been my, I call it my umbilical cord to the divine, um, because in our humanness, we are so forgetful and we are in, in you know, living in a totally forgetful of this source. Um, so it's my main line. But I think lots of people have different ways of connecting. I think for some, it could be, you know, dance or, yoga or movement and that kind of gives them that memory again but either way we're all tapping into the same thing you better have something that helps you remember that though because man yeah <laughs> yep then you are sleeping scary without that yeah you're sleeping forever and it hurts <laughs> you're not quite awake it's very um, painful yes yeah so that's why i write why do you write the umbilical cord to the divine yes for that umbilical cord to the divine but also honestly if i didn't i would go insane i already know i would go back mm. into my old ways my old mm. craving ways of doing right. not the best things because i'm so tapped out of listening to myself right, mm -hmm. right? and if I didn't write, I just, honestly, I don't think I would be happy. I don't think I would be either. But that being yeah. said, there are times where I don't write at all. So oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's, you know, nothing's black and white. It's so paired. Sometimes it's like, don't write, Sarah. Don't look for anything. Don't be in anything. Don't identify with anything. Just stop. So sometimes I hear that call too. So, you know, both things. Yin and yang. <laughs> The paradox. <laughs> this is huge old paradox. There really is such a big paradox right. with writing, though, because there are times where I'm writing and then I'll judge this work and I'm like, this yeah. is crap. What yeah. am I talking about? I'm like yeah. I'm spewing nonsense right now. But right. really, yeah, I realize, like, I reflect back and that nonsense was just like energy I needed to get out. Yeah, it's really exactly. like bold, but it's like something that I needed to get out of my system. Yeah. And you know, when you hit the vein of truth too. So it's kind of like, mm, I can feel myself writing yeah. total bullshit. And then the point of flow writing is so you're not censoring the thought. You're not lifting the pen. Right. You're letting yourself say, blah, blah, blah. Fuck, I hate my voice. Ah, I don't want to hear myself talk. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like this clear line comes, but you have to go through that shit before you get the good you shit. Know, it's almost like it's the doorway to yeah, it like, is. the doorknob. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like this crazy 
ego steps in front and it's like, yeah, don't go through here. And you're like, I'm good. <laughs> yes, I'm working my way through. The only way I can do it is move in this pen. So move out of my way. Uh, and that is when people do ask, like that's a common question. If there's a Q&A, like how do you tap into your soul? How do you listen to your soul? How do you follow the call of your soul. And I mean, of course, there are many ways, like you said, so for some people, it's dancing mm-hmm. and yoga. And I think everybody, it can also be writing for everybody because yeah, we all have things to say and stories to share. But if you just write at first, just like write whatever at first comes to mind and then just give it time, it's going to go. It's going to come. It's like people, I, it's so funny. It's like, I remember like learning, it was like, how do I start feeling better? It's like, oh, you practice. That's like, how do I start listening to my intuition? The answer is always, you practice. And a part of you is just so deflated by that. You know, we are so addicted to answers, pills, you know, <laughs> remedies. And it's like, oh, I got to practice this. And it's like, yeah, babe, that's all there is to it. And that's part of the joy, right? It's like, I talked to this sweet um, girl on a retreat somewhere and she was like well I don't even know what to say when I write and I said right I don't know what to say when I write and then say I feel so lost and yes. say, I don't know what I'm doing and just keep saying that over and over again until something says I know what I'm doing it's really so fun right it's like yeah. just, just like say that it's so fun and then wait and then keep going and then if nothing comes then do it again tomorrow and do it again tomorrow I think it really does have to be a practice like a muscle and nobody wants to hear that but yes what is worth anything yeah nothing's worth anything without that it's true though Mm -hmm. it's also showing the universe that you're showing up and you want to really listen you want to know and that you are doing your best you are lifting that veil at that moment because you continue to practice. I know that for myself personally, when I mm-hmm. don't write for a long period of time and I can feel like I'm becoming a little, mm-hmm. I'm, I feel a little more disconnected from myself and from my yeah. practices and yada, yada. Maybe I'll stop going to yoga for a bit and I'll stop and I'll start eating worse yeah. or something for a bit. You know, when those phases come, writing's not the only source of it, but man, going back and like actually mm-hmm. writing from my mind for a second, having compassion mm-hmm. for myself, having compassion that I'm not in that place, but writing to get there yeah. with like the intention I'm going to, I'm connecting back to myself. I don't feel connected, but with the intention I'm connecting back exactly. with myself. Oh, I had such a good lesson on that. Um, recently, this last winter has been, I don't know if the whole world went through. Uh, right? What's going on? <laughs> a collapse. I have no idea, but uh, I went through it. And I'm like, oh, does anybody else want to die this last year? So <laughs> I, I, and I did. I was so scared. I went through like really high anxiety and panic and, and like at a, at a level that I'd never experienced before. And I could mm. never, I couldn't make any conclusions. I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, and, uh, but every day I would still walk up to my cabin and I would sit down and write. And I realized like every day, though the storm was raging inside of me, I was still showing up very deliberately for what I wanted to encourage. Right. I wasn't totally becoming the fear and anxiety. There was a part of me that was still showing up no matter what, regardless, every day, like a loyal, (laughs) servant and I was like oh wow 
you know, yay, me. (laughs) Yes. All of a sudden I saw myself clearly. And it's like, you can, life will always show us, you know, the both end. We're going to go through moments of extreme discomfort and extreme joy. But if we're showing up regardless to feed what is good and true, like you should definitely be having a little party for yourself because that is it. (laughs) It's the showing up. (laughs) It's the, it's the voting. It's voting Mm -hmm. for yourself, voting for what is true in the face of whatever ugliness and whatever discomfort. I am voting for my heart. I am voting for my goodness. I am voting for my higher self. Yes, I feel like shit, but I'm still voting. It's so powerful. That reminds me of the meditation that I listened to of yours today. In one part Mm. of it, you said, um, I obviously I'm not going to say it verbatim, but you were talking about choices. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, you have the mm. choice. And it mm. really resonated for one thing in my life right now in some way where I could choose this one very tempting and very like instant gratifying route to go, or I can choose mm-hmm. the way where I know my soul really wants me. I'm going to do that too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> on Live Awake. It's time to remember now your innate wisdom. Within each action, each thought, each word spoken, each moment, live two realities, two options. One brings flow, connection, a feeling of uplift, and the other a heavy blanket that compresses spirit and heart. We through our days are feeling either the winds of uplift or are compressing our bodies and selves. It's time to remember your body's own wisdom. To remember the way it feels and responds to your moments. Are you listening to your own intelligence? Can you feel how it is speaking to you? Are you choosing the heavy blanket more often than feeling the breeze? If you are choosing to live under the weight of the constricting forces, know that you are human and that we each suffer from time to time by choosing this somewhat comforting force. But I am here to remind you of your power of choice, of how your body is speaking to you, how it is instructing you to find release, It offers a choice, and in your choosing, it brings a response that either brings more breath or stifles that breath. It's time to remember your body's wisdom, dear one. The intelligence that lives within you. The guide you have been longing to meet. It is here in your feeling heart.
Do you ever listen uh, to your meditations? Oh, sometimes I do. Yeah. And you know, one that gets me every time is honoring life. Um, mm. I wrote that poem in like five minutes and it was literally like, it still breaks my heart in a really wow. good way. Um, but yeah, sometimes I, re I listen to them and I'm like, oh, that's so funny. You know, like, I don't need, it's not even me. I feel so separate from, <laughs> from That's it. what I was about to ask. Do you feel like you are, I mean, it's you, but it's you dancing with yeah. some sort of entity. I know. And, and I hate, you know what? I don't, I don't like saying something comes in that's not me because then we're kind of giving our, mm. you know, we're giving our unique, you know, parts of yeah, ourselves it's not away. Fair for yeah. that beautiful part of you. Exactly. And it's you have fair. to honor that. We have to honor that. So we have to say yeah. it, it, it you know, this is a culmination of all parts of me and we are so complex. So we actually all have all of the components inside of ourselves. Yeah. No one's different. Um yeah. So a part of me does feel entirely separate from what I write and is like, oh, this deeper wisdom comes in that is not me, but it is me. But it's it you. It is me it's and you. it's you and it's me and it's it's everyone. And that's what, yeah. that is what resonance is. So if you're feeling a resonance and you're feeling like you're tapping into something that feels like someone's talking to you, it is you. <laughs> you know, it, it is you talking to you and it's, it, it's this unfettered, unstoried you. So it's always there. It's just, you just have to make a relationship with yeah. it. Yeah. Honestly, that's why mm. I do the prayer beforehand to not only, you know, pray the angels, divine guidance, mm. but really also just awaken my soul in the moment. Whenever I'm conversing on a podcast, mm. mo about 98% of them, I've just felt me, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. more present. And then sometimes before, yeah. after, like well before, well after, it will simmer, it will be there. And then there are times where my mind is so different. And so the Raquel that they hear mm. is, you know, Raquel is the soul of me. And it's the prayer that grounds and I know. awakens so it. That. <laughs> See? It's just reverence. It's really reverence. Mm. It's like... How do you hold your moments? Is it with reverence? How are you holding this person? Is it with reverence? And I find that if we do endeavor to, you know, take the courageous step of saying a prayer before you have a conversation, because no, so many people are uncomfortable with that. It's like, oh, well, then that would mean that I am this, and this would make the other person feel uncomfortable. Like, who am I praying to? Is it God? I don't know. You know, like, it's like <laughs> but if you take that courageous step to kind of channel your experience, with this respect and reverence, it's like, holy, like, then your life can really be charged with something quite um, powerful. Wow. <laughs> and then you can unblock whatever you feel is blocked. Yeah. And then you go back to sleep again. And then you wake up. <laughs> and you go back to sleep. It's like, oh, it's also fun. It's also fun. <laughs> it is also fun. Ooh, mm -hmm. I, may I read something that you wrote? Mm -hmm. You wrote on January 1st that really resonated okay. with me. Mm. When we listen closely, we are instructed to moments, things, words, and worlds that awaken a deep and profound sense of comfort and joy. May you be a student to your spirit. May you fill mm. small corners of the world with things you love. May you discover it is you. You must learn to love most and you that will show you how. It is you 
you are most longing to know. So hush, listen, follow through. This is not risk. All stillness and listening leads to untapped resources of unending gifts tailored just for you. Oh, you did such a beautiful job. I love the hashtag as well. Hashtag pleasure frequency. (laughs) My girl's been down to that this year. Hashtag pleasure. She's like, I'm about, I'm done with my shadow. I'm going into the pleasure frequencies. I was like, oh my God, me too. I love that. Let's all step into the pleasure frequency. Gotta go to the shadow first, but I've done years of that now. I think yeah that's true you do you do have to tap into the shadow to finally release it but you're goodbye (laughs) it's interesting though when you do want to release your shadow I feel like it tries to cling on to you more oh man I've started to practice I have it in my book um the confronting the shadow I saw it once I was like I, I meditated and I was like there's not just my mind and there's not just my high self. There's literally a shadow that is clinging mm-hmm. there on me. And it's because, so we get this shadow as a protector. It was part of our way to try and maneuver through life, feeling less susceptible to harm. I mean, life is frightening, especially as a little baby. So I was like, oh, I have to talk to the shadow too. Like, mm-hmm. it really needs to be talked to say I got this it does need attention and to also be befriended I think because mm-hmm. it might feel a little I I used to think of the shadow as you are just you are the one that causes me pain and makes me feel isolated mm. from the world mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I blame you I blame you I blame you I hate mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. I hate myself I hate myself mm-hmm. and no that's not the way to talk to the shadow is that how you would want to yeah. talk to your best friend is that how you would talk to Brie no. <laughs> no, exactly. And I did the same thing. I thought it was this big, bad thing, but it's literally this little gift mm. to try and, you know, we were like, here's your job. Please yeah. keep me safe. So it's like, okay, I'll do it. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, I'll help you. I'll help you. So really, it's not supposed to be punished. No. Or, I mean, or even absolved. It can be, it doesn't need mm-hmm. to leave. It can just take the back seat, but it doesn't need to like exactly. take the wheel. Yeah the same as fear right yeah so mm-hmm. how do you listen and observe your shadow and your I guess higher self it's weird to say higher self because that's just mm-hmm. us you know right but right, right, right. Your soul. how do we get beyond it yeah I think the best thing to do is um let the shadow speak and let it inform you and I also found that the shadow usually comes up or the dark usually comes up when we're at a growth point. So it's like, okay, we're at a growth point. The shadow's going to be booming and it's going to try and keep us from evolving. So I find I know that I'm on the right track, so to speak, if I if I'm running into this thing. The only challenge is the person that you are now <laughs> won't carry you through. So there literally has to be a part of you that is like growing beyond. So you have to agree to grow. You have to agree to shed that snake skin and you have to agree to like get it evolve past that smaller you. Um, so the best way to do that is to confront the shadow. Yes. And I also like to incorporate a kind of uh, kindness or self-compassion or um, 
my girlfriend, you know, she taught me to put my hand above my head in victory, kind of like a victory stance. And it's like, so you can, it, it's what you're learning. Mm -hmm. I remember driving through, like with my window down at the countryside with my hand, my fist out the window and I was crying and I was like, I want to get through this. And it was like, <laughs> and it, it was like signaled, it changed something in my chemistry, in my mind. I wasn't a victim anymore to this scary dark. I was putting my fist to victory in the face of it. And I think that's literally how we are learning to believe in ourselves. So for me, it's like a stance and always talking to the shadow and also just really including that um, gentle compassion. I even rock sometimes. I hold my heart. I rock. You know, you treat yourself as a babe and then you just keep going. You keep voting. You show up every day for that thing. Okay, the shadow's here. I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote. Yeah, I'm going to vote. And, and when we vote, I remember it was so perfect. My brother gave me a few Valiums. He's a doctor. And he gave me a few Valiums for flying and other such panic when I was going through really heavy panic and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember um, a moment where my editor had just read the first draft of my book and she was like, I'm having a hard time connecting with it. And, and as a writer, oh. that's like, oh, you know, stab being stabbed heart. in the yeah. face, right? <laughs> everything dies I was like I'm dead this is it this is it oh. my husband reads the email and he goes babe it's just a work email she's trying to like make your work better and I was like I can't hear anything I was dead I was dying <laughs> I didn't know what to do and I was so scared that I, I picked up this volume and I put it in my hand and I'm like I'm taking this I gotta leave this this is too dark this is too heavy this is too scary wow and then I put the pill away I voted and I voted instead to put my jacket on and walk outside. It was totally dark out. And I walked outside and I started singing. Mm. And I started walking through the snow and I started singing, remind me why I'm here. Remind me why I'm here. Remind me why I'm here. And then I started crying. And then I kneeled on the snow and I started talking so gently to myself. You're okay, babe. You're okay, babe. So gently. And then this other part of me comes up. This is full, you know, schizophrenic episode. And another part of me comes up and says, this isn't okay. I feel horrible. This is the scariest feeling I've ever felt. My writing is everything. Blah, 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 blah. And then I just kept walking and I kept singing and I kept doing this kind of song and dance. And then I walked inside and my kid goes, looks at me and goes, um, mom, I think we should dance. <laughs> and then I dance with my kid to music so loud and we're dancing in the basement. And then I go upstairs, I make dinner, I set it on the table, I'm still feeling like shit. And then I go to clear the table at the end of dinner. And all of a sudden, you know those moments where grace kind of cracks open your universe and pours into you this benevolent. It was like, all of a sudden, I was like, I'm okay. And I was just like, bah! and I started crying and I looked at my husband, I'm like, I'm okay, it's all gonna be okay. And I just started crying and he looked at me, he's like, oh babe, you know, cause he's seen me do this so many times, oh, yeah. but I, I voted and I would have never got to that grace. I would never have, you know, got to that place had I not voted to listen to spirits call to sing, to walk, to move, to dance. If I would have taken the value, my checkout, right? I'm done. I can't handle this. What am I voting for? I'm voting for not handling it. I'm voting for not discovering 
you know, my strengths, my latent capabilities. I'm voting for going to sleep in this. So I voted to stay awake, thankfully, and was given grace. And then it's kind of like, that's your evidence. You're collecting evidence for the good, for your abilities. You keep collecting and that's how we evolve into the higher person. You gotta collect that evidence that shows you, I face this, I can do it again. I face this, I can do it again. Oh, you know? Wow. I don't even know what the question was. Was that a question? I don't even know, but what matters is that, wow, that story just walked me through also so many flashes of my own journey. I needed to hear this. I'm sure so many other people needed to hear that too. To vote, mm-hmm. to vote, to choose vote. in those moments. Vote. vote. <laughs> that That's going yeah. to shift everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, what are you voting for? In this moment, what am I voting for? Like a lot of the times we're voting for sleep. We're voting, we're voting for, you know, disempowering ourselves. Yeah. It is not comfortable. It is not easy. I literally looked like a crazy person. But I think that's what's needed. Like, if you look at little kids, man, this is what I've learned about little kids is that they are like, I'm this big, messy ball of everything. (laughs) And I hide nothing away. There's no shame. I'm going to cry. I'm going to lay on the floor. I'm going to lose my shit. And then I'm going to ask for a hug. Mm. And then I'm going to need help being warmed up again. And then I'm going to go on. And it's like we've forgotten that entire process. As adults, we're like, I'm going to go into shame. I'm going to hide this away and make sure no one knows that I'm going through anything hard. And so I basically went outside and acted like a baby again. (laughs) And I've just let myself do its own process. And that's what I've really learned is we have this incredible feeling intelligence within us that is going to guide us to weep. It's going to guide us to sing. It's going to guide us to dance. It's going to guide us to do all of that. And we have to lose shame with those aspects because there's literally no growing without it. So it's really important to remember what those wee babes know. Oh my gosh. We have to unlearn that those are not bad. They're not bad. They're in fact, they're necessary. They're necessary. They really are because essential. They are us. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy to just suppress it for a bit and turn on the television Mm -hmm. or drink that Mm -hmm. glass of wine or two Mm -hmm. or four or five or bottle and damn your life away. Yes. But Mm -hmm. what are you running from? Mm -hmm. Your healing? Are you (laughs) running from your healing? It's like, (laughs) it's like, here's a perfect opportunity to heal. That's what I've also learned. It's like this this outstretched palm. It's like that volume or heal. I'm like, oh, heal. <laughs> <laughs> that volume heal. which you might heal for two seconds. Oh or yeah, but like really what let it go. Oh yeah. If you're that energy is not going to be destroyed. Yeah, if you're taking a pill or you're escaping, that means that something's always going to come back. There's something always coming back. <clears throat> Sometimes it hits harder because you take that and you not only face – you have to eventually face whatever it is, but you also face maybe some physical side effects mm-hmm. that you didn't re- – weren't really necessary. Yeah, you're like, I'm so sleepy and yeah. <laughs> but we all have to do what we got to do. We oh, all, absolutely. It's also who cares if you have to take a volume sometimes. <laughs> the paradox. I don't know. <laughs> it is the paradox. In my eyes, it's like – 
people know what they need and let them do them. Let, let them be human. Let them have their experience, whatever yeah. it is. Exactly. And it's not that I'd never, yes. And it's not that I'd never taken a Valium before I had. So it was like, it was like I had learned what Valium had to offer, but I knew that if I kept taking Valium, there was something else I was missing. So yeah. it's kind of like, you kind of have to do both, right? It's like, I don't know, have no shame over it. It's like take an wow. antidepressant, but one day you're going to have to face that depression because mm. the pills are going to stop working. It's inevitable. So it's like now or later, now or later. And it's like, I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm like now, 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 everything now, <sighs> you know, it's like everything now. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait to feel better. I want to know now what I can do. I want to know now what's waiting, right? Maybe that is why you said two weeks ago, I would have asked this and you would have, you know, spewed out all the things that you're doing that you're excited about. But because you're choosing now, right now, you are healing and releasing so much that is inside. It's just overwhelming and it's okay that right now is painful. Yeah. Just ground it. Ground in that shit. Ground in that shit. (laughs) Ground in that shit. (laughs) To be continued as part two is in the show notes, or you can scroll back to February 21st, 2019. Yomis, it is time for the outro. Thank you so much for tuning into Be Your Own Magic Podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already to be notified when a new episode is alive. And if you have a spare moment and you feel the nudge too, it would mean the world if you left a five-star rating and review. And I'm looking forward to reading whatever your heart has to say. And feel free to say hi as well and connect with the community by visiting the Your Own Magic Facebook group linked in the show notes. And if you have any future topic ideas or a question that comes to heart you'd like me to cover, then I'd love, love, love to hear from you in our topic box on the Your Own Magic website at yourownmagicpodcast.com. And there you'll also find a membership portal leading to guided meditations by me and some journaling prompts some spiritual or creative tools, and more. And of course, feel free to stop by the new online shop for artisan jewels, trinkets, and more at eyesofaspen.com. And with that said, have a magical rest of your day. Send in my love. Jai Mat.